You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. It's great to be with you today. First show of 2023. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm a writer. I'm a producer. We are wet out here in Los Angeles. It's like a real winter. How about you, Liz? What's happening? Also wet, Leanne. Also very wet. Super, (laughs) also very wet. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California. I'm a podcaster and a marketer. And I really was sure last night my bedroom ceiling was going to cave in again. Oh, no, Liz. (laughs) Remember when that happened a few years ago? Yes, yes. Awake half the night waiting for a plaster in my face. But no, I'm here and happy to be doing the show. Okay, well, this is Julie Dolan. I'm the eldest sister. I, it's dry and sunny here in Dallas, Texas. I'm a podcaster, urban nana, and now I'm a full-time water drinker. Yes, I've taken wa- water drinking in 2023, so I spend my day drinking water and visiting the ladies' room. It's all great, <laughs> um, but I'm because I'm hydrating. Yeah, I hear that's good for you. I'm still laughing, Julie, that you just announced that. What were you drinking before? Not enough or what? Well, right, Leanne, you got to drink a lot of water. You got to (laughs) really drink a lot of water. I mean, you can't just stand out in the rain. You got to drink water. Okay. All right. Well, luckily we have a lot of water. So good to start the air. (laughs) All right. Our question of the week this week is what is your word or theme of the year? And we're actually going to take some time to respond to that. So uh, sisters, think amongst yourself. I know we prepped this but other people might have one. Uh, Today on the show, we're going to talk about, Julie, you have an interesting, uh, uh, what is it, sociology? It's a tidbit, a sociology tidbit? No, it is. It's psychology, Leanne. Do you have have eight minutes, Leanne, in your life? Eight minutes? That's all I'm asking for. Well, you're going to be happier if you do this. Okay. And I'll tell you about it in a little while. All right. Uh, Liz, you know, you, I mean, it's the law. I think we have to talk about Harry's book today and only yeah. today is that correct <laughs> i just have some thoughts just about the book and about harry i okay. just have thoughts i have thoughts about harry i really do all right <laughs> poor harry that's okay that's we can discuss <laughs> Excellent. Okay. We have a lot of entertaining sisters recommendations, a lot of books. We have Instagram accounts. Uh, we have TV shows. So stay tuned for that. Uh, also, we have just a helpful tip. Are you listening to this show right now and you have no idea where to access the show notes? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it, Satellite Sisters. Do it again. Some, so many choices. Some tips for the first show of 2023. All right, but first, Liz, little uh, little break, little holiday break recap. You you went somewhere and you had a good time. Is that fair? I to just say? want to say I feel a little bit guilty about this because I know many people had travel disasters. Excuse me, travel disasters over the holidays. I had a Christmas miracle occur over the holidays with my travel. As I had mentioned, I was taking. A long overdue vacation to Hawaii. Haven't been there in more than 20 years. And I just decided this is the year. 
So I was going on Christmas morning and then I was coming back on the second. So Christmas morning, and you know, you'd been reading everything leading up to that flight cancellations, blah, blah, blah. So I was just crossing my fingers that, okay, we're going to Hawaii. How much bad weather could there be between Los Angeles and Hawaii? Right. So, um, I'm leaving for the airport at 6.30 in the morning. I have a car picking me up. Literally, as I'm stepping into the car, I get a text from United saying, your flight is canceled. And obviously, I was very bummed out. Oh. You have to, you know, you know, Jewel, you have to make some quick decisions in that yes. scenario. Yes. <laughs> and you are a quick decision maker. Okay. Yeah. Uh, your middle name should be undaunted. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, the first thing you know, if you want to go to Hawaii is, you got to go to the airport, whether your flight is canceled or not. That's the, that's the first decision you got to make. Do not believe it when an airline tells you, you know, what's happening because there it's never true. So anyway, so I get in the car. My flight has been canceled. I explain that to the driver. Then I get united on the blower. Right. So they keep putting me on hold. I explain the situation. I got the text to cancel my flight. The agent keeps saying, I don't think we canceled your flight. I don't I see no record that your flight has been canceled. Ooh. And I'm like, seriously? Cause you want me to read you the text? She's like, no, I believe you. I just think, well, I don't know. I guess maybe our system hasn't caught up back and forth, back and forth. Well, it takes me like 20 minutes to get to the airport from my house. And literally as I'm pulling up in front of uh, United terminal seven, as we all know, uh, United, the, uh, she says, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. At that moment, I got another text from United saying, oops, okay, yeah, you're good. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That well, they, is, well uh, you know, I mean, good good thing you made the right decision. I wonder how many other of your fellow passengers were like, okay, we can't go to Hawaii. And I know. I, I know, Julie. To... I always think these people that hear their flight is delayed and decide to go later to the airport, don't ever do that. Don't do that. <laughs> but, wait, but that's not the Christmas miracle. The Christmas miracle is that then we get on the plane, they're loading the plane. It's a 9 a.m. departure. So, you know, I was there by 7 a.m., of course. And uh, all the passengers are in the place. And the captain comes out of the cockpit and he says, I have a little announcement to make. I'm like, oh, no. Right. Oh, no. So then um, he says, I am United's chief pilot here at LAX. I'm in charge of all of the pilots for United that fly out of this airport. So you can imagine it's been a little hectic. He said, this morning I got a call at 5 a.m. from, you know, our schedulers saying the pilot for this flight had canceled because he was sick. And so I thought to myself, and then I went and I woke up everyone in my family and I said, who wants to go to Hawaii today? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, so between 5 a.m. and 6 a.m., I rounded up the family, got my daughter here, got my in-laws here, got my wife here. And I am here because I thought it was important to fly you to Hawaii today. So you can imagine, people are going crazy on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His new, so my new best friend is Captain Brian Jackson of United <laughs> Airlines. And I, right. just, I just want to salute you, Captain. I do. I like... And even when we landed, the flight attendant said, could we have one more round of applause for <laughs> Captain Jackson? Seriously, you would not be in Hawaii today if it was not for Captain Brian Jackson. So, Captain, <laughs> I salute you. Yes, that is a Christmas miracle. Liz. That's no, a fun yeah. story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. 
Okay. And good so for his family for just responding. Yeah. Well, getting up was, and like get, getting on the plane. Well, he was offering them a trip to Hawaii. How yeah, about no, that? I know. So, yeah. <laughs> I know. So the teenage girl, she was cute. I saw the in-laws. Yes. So good for that. You got to rally when you have those kinds of opportunities, right? So, yeah. okay. So I got there and I got back all good. I'm sorry for those of you who did not have successful travels over Christmas. But then the one other thing I did while I was there that I wanted to mention quickly, because we had talked about it before I left, is helicopter ride over the volcano. So you know how we discussed that the Mauna Loa was erupting uh, about about two weeks before. Good pronunciation, pronunciation. just like yeah, like like a true Hawaiian. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I wanted to say Manalani, but that's the hotel. Yes, that's why it's very easy to get the resort hotel confused with the erupting uh, volcano. So anyway, so my friends and I. We did go up in the uh, in the helicopter, and when uh, we went over, it had stopped erupting by then. So, Julie, as I told you in the text, because yes. your husband's a geologist, so it I knew is. he would appreciate. Uh, he, he had a little volcano MV, Leanne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they said it had crested over, but we did have like smoke and steam Oof. coming out of the Mauna Loa. Well, there are like five major volcanoes right there on the Big Island. Yes. So we we flew over all of them. So another oh. one, yeah, another one very famous, Kilauea. And as we, yeah. flew, as we flew, right, we all know the name Kilauea. I'm sure that's been in many movies. As we flew over that, our pilot said, I was just talking to a volcanologist a couple of weeks ago, and she said, Kilauea will probably blow in a couple of years. But he said, who knows? They don't know. It could be in a couple of weeks. And I just want to say, guess what blew this week, sisters? <laughs> <laughs> So are you going to take up volcanology now in your spare time, Liz? Uh, I feel like this could be a new chapter in the Liz Dolan story, right? You know what? I feel like the eruptions are fascinating, but what I would not be good at is, well, you know this, geologic time. No, no one's good at it, Liz. It's very hard to grasp. Yes. It takes too long. I do not have that kind of patience to wait 10,000 years for something to happen. No, no, thank you. There's no geologic time in my world. So anyway, volcano action. I have the photos to prove it. All right, Liz, good report. Good report. Congratulations on a successful trip. That's great. That's great. Um, All right. So now it's our question of the week. We have been doing the theme and words of the year for quite a long time. Uh, Some under duress. Julie, you're not a fan of this concept. No, 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 Leanne. I have, I've embraced it. I have embraced it. I give it a lot of thought because it's not a new year's resolution. It's not right. like the water drinking I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> this, this, this is something else. This is really, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's not necessarily binding. You know, that's, it's that, not, that's what it's I'm not binding. That's, that's what I would say. Yes. I, I think many years we forget what we said we were going to do yes, uh, yes, in the beginning of the year. We have yes. to look it up, but we have been doing it for about a dozen years here on Satellite Sisters. So this is it. It's our first show of the year. If you have a theme or the word of the year, let's let's tell people what it is. We will not hold you accountable. So don't worry. There's <laughs> you're right. That's no what Satellite Sisters are for. <laughs> no recriminations. <laughs> All right, Joel, let's start with you then. What did you well, pick something? Well, I really was. Yes, I did. And I was really focused on uh, really two words and I couldn't decide. One was relax 
and the other one was enjoy. Um, yeah. And so I have decided to combine them. So my theme for 2023 is relax and enjoy. And let me explain. Um, I am personally, maybe you, you, you're my sisters. You are probably already know this. I am a giant worry bead. Okay. Uh, I, no matter what my circumstances, I'm constantly on high alert, you know, about completing a task, considering a conversation. What am I doing next? Who, what's going on? I have, you know, a full large family that I worry about nonstop and and i realized that uh, particularly in 2022 i had a lot of conversations with people that where they would say to me well don't worry julie or relax julie or don't you know uh it's okay you know that they would try to calm me down so i feel like because i'm in this uh, you know this state of high alert all the time where, you know, I, some impending doom for my family is going to happen and don't even get me started about the world. Okay. Right. So, right. Okay. <laughs> so I felt like it, it is the serenity prayer to, to a great degree that to relax and enjoy each moment. Um, and I felt like if I really care about each moment as I'm caring right now about this moment, that that I will be able to enjoy the moment more. And that will be better for me and for all those that are around me. So 2023, relax and enjoy. I think that's an excellent thing. I love that for you, Julie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, but that's hard work to learn how to do that. I know it is, Liz, because I have world-class worrying skills. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I mean, I do not have world-class relaxing and in, well, it's not like I don't enjoy things, but really enjoying things each Mm -hmm. moment. So, so that is, so it will be a challenge for me. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think too, the, the least relaxing thing someone can say to another person is relax. I mean, really, but saying it to yourself, that may work. Saying, having, having yourself say it to you. Okay. Relax is probably better than a spouse or, you know, a sister (laughs) saying, Hey, relax, just relax. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right. Good one, Julie. Uh, I'm not even writing it down. That's your, that's your word theme of the year. Um, you yes, do you. It's for, it's, All right. It's for me. Yes. <laughs> Liz, okay. how about you? All right. Well, as I'm sure you do not recall, my word for 22 was flourish. I do recall that, Liz. Yes. Because I went in from 22, like 21s when I broke my knee and my leg, had a terrible year, blah, 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 surgery, all of that. Going into 22, I was like, okay, this is it. We're turning, we're closing the chapter on old lefty in 22 and we are just going to flourish. And I also liked the fact that it had F-L-O-U-R as the first, the first letters as a sly reference to doing more cooking, right? So uh, anyway, um, did not totally flourish this year. Had Had an okay year. Some things went very, very well, but some of the things I really needed to turn the corner on, not so much. So carrying over some and a lot of that is physical so my theme for 23 is both literal and metaphoric it is stretch for it <laughs> because, okay, Ooh. Ooh. okay. Right. So part of that just describes like my body my leg just finally i got got to turn the corner 
on the on the injury. And uh, so that's good. But I also feel like I need some new things in my life. I need to learn some new things mm-hmm. I need to, to try some new stuff. I mean, I love doing this and I have some some work that I love doing in the sports business, but I'm feeling like I need something else. I need something new. I need something. Okay. I need to stretch. I don't know if it's uh, if it's work or if it's academic or if it's just with friends or whatever, but I gotta, I gotta, gotta stretch myself this year. So that's it. Stretch for it in 2023. All right, Liz. Excellent one. I, I that it. was, it takes me by surprise. I like it. I like it. Good. Okay. Mine for 2022 was here and now uh, a little bit like Julie's relax and enjoy. Uh, but I had, was just a play on happy to be here from the year before. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, so here and now I really tried, I knew I had a, um, a year with a lot of activities. Uh, I had one book coming out. I had to write another book. I had to produce the Satellite Sister show and be on, you know, 30, 36 shows and lots of live events. I, I produced an event called the International Women of Courage Celebration. That's a volunteer project that I do. Uh, and then in between, there are a million other. And then there's, you know, so much TV to watch. So uh, so I, I here and now, I thought I did a pretty good job because the theory was, I, when I'm somewhere, I should be in that moment, enjoying it. I was really looking forward to the book tour, being out with other people. And I thought I did a pretty good job at that. Like, but I had a lot of events. So the result of being here and now is that I had to work seven days a week. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a lot of work, Leanne. Yeah, Yeah, it was a lot of work. A little, maybe you were a little overworked. Yes. Uh, I was definitely overworked because I was trying to be here and now for the speaking engagements, which means I wasn't writing the other book I was supposed to write. And then there was COVID and then there was the war in Ukraine that that conflicted with the International Women of Courage celebration. So things got pushed. So I ended up for months at a time working seven days a week and it was too much, but I'm happy that I finished that book at the end of 22 and we're getting rewrites now. So my theme for this year is less is more. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, oh, that's I really one for you, Lynn. Yeah. Like, yeah, I like that. I, I feel very lucky to have the opportunity. You know, it's going to happen again. I have a paperback coming out in April. I'm turning in one book next month. I have to write a whole nother book. We have Satellite Sisters. We're planning some special events for Satellite Sisters. There will be a some book events that I'm doing for the paperback. Not a lot because I'm not going to overschedule myself, but less is more. I just, I just need to um, have a little bit more downtime. A little mm-hmm. bit more down. And I was inspired by a um, an article in the LA Times, uh, and it was entitled uh, in the lifestyle section that said, changing how we talk can go a long way in banning toxic productivity. And I, I don't feel like I had toxic productivity last year, because that to me is the image of a chicken running around with their head cut off, like that I was... I just had some opportunities that I was trying to make the most of, right? <laughs> so, but it turned out to be a lot of productivity. But it's just, when you think about the language we use, like, let's grab a drink, let's jump on the phone, I'm jumping in the shower, a quick mm-hmm. meeting, like the, the writer and all these sociologists and linguists say, like, that starts to seep into our being, like, everything has to be done now, 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 quick, 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 busy, busy, busy. You know, we, we sign off on... Um, 
phone calls, like preempting other people, like, I know you're busy, so I'll get off now. When we mean I'm busy, right. I have to get right. off now, right? right? I mean, mm-hmm. it really yes. struck me like- say that, Lee, and everybody now says, I want to respect your time, so I'm going to let you go now. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Your time too. Yeah. So um, it's sort of a badge of honor to be productive. You don't you don't spend a lot of conversation with people like, hey, I'm not doing anything. Okay. Yeah. You know, right. <laughs> you don't you don't have a lot of conversations like that. So I mean I, people, you know, but me, I'm gonna be relaxing relax. and enjoying. Okay. Uh, whatever <laughs> I have, that's what I'm gonna be doing. So yeah, I, I believe I, I think that toxic productivity is a good term and it's it's out there. Yeah. So I'm just trying to do less is more and and see how that works this year. <laughs> so that's it. And and try not to use any of that language that makes my my own toxic productivity show. So that's it. So our themes, Julie, you are relax and enjoy. Liz, stretch for it. And Leanne is less is more. Let's see how we do. Let's see how we do. But we're not going to check back. We're not checking. No, there's no, no. Good point. That would be toxic productivity. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That would really ramp up my worry level if I had to start worrying. Okay. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSisters at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) In their skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the Mega Moisture Duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer, and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz. A youthful yeah. glow is going to happen, <laughs> and it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria Seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. 
Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Leon Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Okay, sisters, obviously one of the biggest news story this week is Prince Harry's new book, right? (laughs) And honestly, I'm not sure I need to read it. I'm really thinking about that. That's going to be a big decision. But I really found the 60 Minutes interview with Anderson Cooper incredibly sad. Did either of you watch that? No, I but I read, I read that interview. Yeah. 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 You know, it was, Harry just has such an interesting story. And I mean, most of the interview was really about Diana. I mean, when your mom dies when you're young in such a, tragic way it's you know he's just a a sad kid who grew up in a super weird environment you know Mm -hmm. and I felt like that really came out in that interview and that's something I think Anderson Cooper is especially good at bringing out of people um and I just got the feeling like he's only just beginning to figure out what happened to him and what he wants his life to be so um you know it makes me really want to cut him some slack, even though I do question some of his choices. But when he talked about that, he really thought his mother was going to come back. Yes. I mean, that was just a heartbreaker and incredibly common. I, you know, I don't know if you read Joan Didion's Year of Magical Thinking, but she had that same feeling when her husband like collapsed at their collapsed and died at their dinner table for, I mean, she really in her mind kept thinking that he was going to come back. So I feel like he had his mother on his mind all the time. You get the feeling he was given no emotional support at all by in any organized Correct. way. 
by his family, right? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, by any that whole cast of characters. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, maybe not even his brother William. Yeah. 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 Though I did enjoy hearing that they call each other Willie and Harold. Yeah. I thought that's cute. I oh, that made me smile. And then you know, it was really clear both in there, the the Netflix film and in this interview, he just is managing so much anger at the press. And you you can't blame him for that either. I mean, under yeah. the circumstances, it's like he grew up as a zoo animal in this weird environment. So right. he's mad and he's like angry and he's just really trying to piece it together. So, but what I really wish for him is that he could go away. He, like he could really get out from under all of this, yeah. you know, I'm not sure that the the path he has chosen is what's really going to get him what he wants. You know, he wants to put it all out there. And I'm Harry, I'm just not sure that's going right. to get you. I, I get mean, you. is it, you know, is it really going to give him the peace that he's, you know, said he was looking for by by doing this very public uh, journey? I don't know, Liz. You know, yeah. that, I guess that's, I, almost, I don't really want to read the book. I have a lot of empathy for him. Um but um, and I do. I agree with you. I wish I wish that uh, Harry and Meghan could could just be at peace with their family and do do their own thing. You know. Yeah. Battling the press seems like a real. That's just really such a no win. Battle. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I mean, he says he's madder at the press than he is than his family. Maybe that's true, but obviously, it just has such an impact on his whole family. And, you know, maybe you saw it, uh, sisters, that this weekend, Patty Davis, who is Ronald Reagan's daughter, she wrote an op-ed in the New York Times about the memoir she wrote about her parents and saying that she regrets having done that. And she wrote, sometime in the year ahead, Harry may look back as I did, and wish he could unspeak what he has said. Not every truth has to be told to the entire world. Mm -hmm. So you do kind of think like, you want his family to get it together. Come on, people. It's just, just like, but it, that's a family thing. You're never going to get like, the tabloid press to, to moderate the discussion that brings all the Windsors back together, you know? So anyway, it was, it, I'm, just hugely empathetic for him he has had just really a rough go of it as they would say in the UK and I and I hope that he manages to find a way to get out from under all of the the anger and the sadness because it's I mean I, I wish yeah I wish him reconciliation you know yes. reconciliation with his father with his brother I think that's key Camilla you know you know my yeah. feelings about that uh, right uh, but I, you know, there's no peace in this if you're, you know, battling. No, right. Right. Uh, no. And so, so he made this step. He's doing this. Um, but I hope privately he can work on reconciliation. You know? Yeah. Well, privately, he needs to work on himself, too. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, like, I mean, I, the book in many ways, so the pieces that have come out have been some are very unflattering to him. Yeah. And, uh, so, um, yes. He should work on himself. Well, obviously, he feels like he needs to put it all out there about him, too. So it's not mm -hmm. like he's subjecting his family to a higher level of scrutiny than he's um, doing Correct. for himself. But still, it just it's a painful path he's on. And I hope he can find some peace. That is yeah, awesome. I struggled with the concept of him, like, blaming the press for everything and yet now using the press as a, as a yeah. you know, how to reconcile with his family. <laughs> I don't yeah. 
I don't really know how that's going to work. So um, also his family doesn't really seem that interested. No, <laughs> no. So that's, these are, yeah. These, these are, are uptight British royalty. Yeah. They're not, right. not going to have family therapy right. sessions, I don't think, which is what they so desperately <laughs> need. I mean, anyone who's watched The Crown knows this. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Anyway. Maybe this can be the breakthrough, though. You know, they said that about Princess Diana, her whole approach to everything you know, and she did, she, they, she did move that, that family. So maybe this will help. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think either, you know, criticizing him, I, I you know, I think that's too easy. Yeah. You know, we no. have, we have, we have not walked in his shoes. We do not know what he's been through. Yeah. No, no, exactly. Anyway, I, I wish you peace, Harry. That's it. Whatever. <laughs> I hope you find your way back to peace and reconciliation and the future that you want for yourself outside, outside this weird family. Okay. That's all. Okay. Well, we're going to turn the corner and we're going to talk about something that only takes eight minutes. Now I know Leon in the last segment, we were talking about toxic productivity and everyone right. being rushed, rushed, but I don't want you to think about that this way. Okay. I want you to think about, an eight minute phone call that in fact can be really helpful to you and to others. How about that? All right. Okay. Sounds this good. Was, I'm, in, I'm on that. This was, this was an article in the New York times and they, they, they are doing a seven pay, a seven day thing, a challenge to happiness. And one of their, one of their acts that they are going to suggesting for people is to try an eight minute phone call. So pick a time with one of your friends uh, and you can say, we only have eight minutes, have a hard out. Okay. Put a timer on and call your friend. Why would you want to do this? Why would you want to do it for eight minutes? Because you're barely talking to your friend, you know, in eight minutes. Well, according to Bob Waldinger, who's a professor of psychiatry at the Harvard Medical School and has done the longest study on happiness, that, you know, we always think he wrote, he said, we always think we have a time surplus, like, oh, well, like when I have a free day, I'm going to call my college friend, or I'm going to call my old neighbor, or I'm going to do this. Well, guess what? According to Dr. Waldinger, you never get that time. Okay. You do not have a time surplus. All you have is now. Okay. So not, not in a rushed way, but really this is your time. If you want to be, if you want to cultivate your friendship, with uh that you have to use the here and now you can't wait till you know the holiday or you can't wait till you're on vacation so he suggests these short phone calls where maybe yeah. you only do a little thing call up your friend well what do you think about harry and then hang up at after you know eight <laughs> minutes okay whatever the topic but, but listen to this just hearing the sound of your friend's voice can be very emotionally regulating, okay? That it really can help you. Don't you love that when you, you know, when your old friends yes. call up and yes. you hear their voice? That is, well, that's true. That is that is good for you. That these, and that uh, the study that he did on happiness, he did, he studied 240 adults doing these brief phone calls and it rapidly reduced, that's what he wrote, rapidly reduced levels of depression, loneliness, 
and anxiety. Hmm. Now, I like this study and I like this a lot because we say it every week on the show, right, sisters? Call, you know, don't forget, call your satellite sisters. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to set up an hour to catch up on everything. You know, and Lynn, right. I know you've said this in the past, like, you know, we always think we have to do the grand gesture. Well, you don't really, you know, right. your friends appreciate, hey, a quick call. Did you see this? Or what's your take on that? You know, let's just talk for eight minutes and then we'll do it again shortly. I mean, I just thought this was such a, an approachable way to connect with your friends and something that we could all do in 2023. No, I like, I like it, it. Jill. Eight, min- eight minutes. Do you eight have friends? That, do you have friends? What's that? Liz, go ahead. I was going to say, you could even make it into a little game. Like, okay, eight minutes, go. And it could be fun because you both know it's going to be a short thing. Liz, it's ideal for you and you're fast talking. You, yeah. could, yeah. cover, <laughs> you could cover a lot of topics, okay? Mm-hmm. You could exactly, really... Exactly why, yeah. Exactly why geologic time is not my time span, Julie. Exactly. <laughs> But fast talking, eight minute phone calls. I think it's good. Okay. I think, can we challenge ourselves? Let's, let's have an eight minute phone call with somebody. Okay. All right. Good idea. Leanne, what were you going to say? I had interrupted you. I have a couple of friends that are good at this short phone call. Like I'm out walking the dog, just checking in and it's a, it's a call, but it's, you know, it's not long because you know, there's a dog involved or they're in a car and they're going to get to the grocery store. So I, I, and it does pick me up. It is a pick me up. So I like it, Jill. Eight minute phone call. Okay. I like it. Good. So are we, is this officially a challenge? <laughs> okay. Let's well, just try I, Again, I am relaxing and enjoying this year. <laughs> yeah. So you can do what you want. That's true. I am going to do what I want. I, right. I think I think at the end of last year, we also had a study about how even texting someone is good for everyone. I was just, yes. I was just building up to that. So this is like the next step beyond just a little more effort beyond sending someone, hey, thinking of you emoji text. So I think it's a good, it's a good goal, Joel. Okay. All right, let's talk color now. Okay, uh, I know Julie, you have some food trends coming up, but first I have some color trends. Can we just celebrate the beautiful Pantone color of the year, Vivid Magenta or Viva Magenta? Viva Magenta. Yay. How beautiful is that color? Oh beautiful. my gosh, <laughs> makes me feel better just looking at it. Oh, yes. it's a it is a it is a beautiful like red rose color. I mean, I think we all know. I'm sorry. I think we all know what magenta looks like, but Mm. this is just an electric magenta, Viva Magenta. Beautiful. Well done, Pantone. Thank you very much. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of that in home decor, uh, in t-shirts at Target, whatever. Whatever, but whatever that, you want. I mean, that's a color. That's a color family that I wear a lot of anyway. Yeah, so I'm very excited for the next year or two. I'm going to have a lot of choices. Yeah, I think that's even good. Even if you don't look good in that color, it's such a pretty color. You should wear it. Yeah, right, right. It's a good lipstick color. So also, that's a nice lipstick color. I think. I think it's. I think people are going to really embrace this Viva Magenta. It's better than anything that involves mustard yellow. Okay, there was a lot of mustard yellow in the stores in the fall. I didn't understand that. I don't like muddy colors. I like Viva colors. All right. From the Wall Street Journal, another color story. Why isn't beige ever the color of the year? All right. They're coming out hard. The Wall Street Journal on, you know, Viva Magenta is great, but how about beige? People love beige. Do they they really love beige? They do. Well, they like a creamy beige. Yeah, Liz, it's very soothing and calm. You don't know? Not you? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, beige is a neutral color and it sells really well in terms of like paint and home decor. So even though we look at Viva Magenta and it brings us joy, are we going to paint all the walls in our house Viva Magenta? Probably not. Are we going to paint a pillow in Viva Magenta? (laughs) (laughs) One pillow. Exactly right. So let's hear it for beige. You know who loved beige? Our mom. She was a big beige fan. Enjoyed beige very much. Mm -hmm. But Liz, you know this. What has been beige's biggest competitor in home decor over the last couple of years? Gray, Liz. Gray. 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 Right. Gray is a little more modern, a little more out there. Yeah, 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 that's true. Gray never called gray, of course, always called something else, but it's all just gray. Right. But this, so, but they're seeing like uh, now designers are saying gray, very 2008. We're going to bring back beige, but we're going to do it, Liz, exactly that by giving it names other than beige. So these are just some fun names of beiges out there. If you're looking to bring more beige into your life, how about fossil? Or oh, old yeah. old map. Which oh, you, which I know that is such a bad <laughs> name. Old map. Yeah, as a paint that, color, not so bad. I'm not going to wear anything that's called old map. All right, or how fossil. would you? Would, I'm not wearing fossil either, Liz. <laughs> all right, would you? Would you wear or paint barking prairie dog? Is that <laughs> enticing to you? That's that does not, not sound soothing. That's from Kelly Moore Plates, uh, Kelly Moore Paints. How about um, Sherman Williams has a color called Dumpling. Is that interesting to you? Yes. That sounds good. That sounds happy. That sounds like a happy beige. And I can totally picture the color. Yes. All right. And then Valspar, I like this one. Their beige is called Dust Bunny. <laughs> That's kind of nice. And it was this made me laugh. My friend Nancy sent this article to me. She's like, Didn't you just paint your room beige? Yes, but it was called Bay Salt. So there you oh. go. Bay Salt. Oh, see, that, that sounds pretty. Does yeah. not so much. Yep. Okay. So be on the lookout for more beige. It's coming for you, gray. It's certainly coming for grayish. And uh and just know that it's never going to be called grayish. All right. And then just very quickly from Sunset, biggest design trends of 2023. Julie, I know you and I always want to be on top of our design trends. In yes, our home, we don't do. We? Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. No, so I, I, turn, I got my pen. And apparently pencil I don't. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> I feel like Liz, this is a segment we usually do when you're not on the show is to <laughs> yes. design trends. <laughs> All right. So two, two things I want to alert you to moody and cozy rooms. Okay. Forget it. Those bright light rooms that you've seen dominating all the Instagram feeds. It's over. It's done. People want dark rooms. They want warm rooms. Mm -hmm. It's going to be dark blues and dark grays and blacks and, uh, and, and deep reds and things like that. So look for that moody and cozy. And then how about they're bringing it to get ready beige in the kitchen because colorful kitchens is going to be a trend going forward. Oh, that's uh, a mistake. That's a big mistake. I know. But go ahead, Lane. <laughs> I'm go with ahead. you, Julie. I know. Yes. Yes. I know. I know this Amy uh, Piglia Campo. She's an interior designer. She says, I predict we will continue to see more color and, oh, this sounds bad, experimentation in the kitchen. Oh. Don't experiment in your kitchen. <laughs> An all white kitchen is with your appliances. (laughs) Don't do that. Yeah. I mean, right. Those are, those are expensive and you have them for years. So there you go. There's some color, color trends for the year. We love magenta. Be on the lookout for beige 
and be very wary of colorful kitchens. Okay. All okay. right. Well, Can I just you... ask one quick question? Can you guys hear the bomb cyclone going on no. in my home? No. Oh, good. No. Because it is so loud, I feel like the whole roof is about to come off. But okay, okay. Carry, okay. carry on. Carry on. Okay, good. Okay, stay alert. Stay in the moment here, Liz, even okay. if you're washed away. Okay, we're looking at you on the video, so we, we can see if there if the ceiling comes down. So let's say you go you go with one of these new trends, Lee, and, and you get the big blue stove, bright blue stove. Okay, you're gonna want to know what the top food trends for 2023 are. Are you ready for this? I, I yes. really think you should take out some paper, pen, or your phone to write these down. Okay, first one is pulp. Pulp, okay? Oh, wow. Okay, pulp. well, you know, because alternative milk is out there. We have the oat milk, the almond milk, you know, milk, all different kinds of milk. Well, in order to create that milk, they have to extract, they create a lot of pulp in order to extract the milk or the juice. So now they're using that pulp. You're going to, to put it in flour. So you're going to see it in pizza crusts. You're going to see it in cookies. Everything's going to be infused with pulp. What do you think? Mm, I think it sounds like a good pink color. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to eat it. Okay. All right. Well, it's all right. You might, but look, check packaging. See, see what it has. Now the second one, this is no surprise to me. Kelp is the, is this the oh, no, yeah. Okay. Kelp is very big. They, well, I mean, they talked us into kale. Okay. So we've eaten that for years, but now it's seaweed and they're adding it to soups and to salads, to chips, plant-based burgers, and uh, it's good for the climate. So are you going to get on the kelp uh, wagon, Leanne? I don't love the taste of kelp. Okay. I just, I, I, I have it, some friends who's been trying, trying to sell me on kelp for quite a while. I don't enjoy it. Where I do enjoy it is in the Osea Malibu body lotion. That's <laughs> fantastic in that. I yes, will gladly spread it all over my body. I don't want to eat it, but okay. I, I'm all for like, great. Use kelp. That's a sustainable resource. Fantastic. Use pulp. If you want to, if you're generating a lot of pulp, better than throwing it out, figure out something else to do with right. it. Great. Those are all good things. Uh, I'm glad other people are doing them. I think it's a little <laughs> bit like kale. If you put some Caesar salad dressing on, <laughs> on the kelp, it's, it's going to taste better. Okay. Liz, okay. Here's the third trend. I want your opinion about this. And that is pot or weed, that they're adding CBD to soups, to roasts, um, to ice cream, to the cocktails. What do you think about this? I mean, this is an adult, uh, I assume an adult dish, but what's your take? All for it. All for it. Well, the thing is, <laughs> I mean, there's CBD and there's THC, Julie. It's yeah. THC that is like an adult substance. But CBD, uh, most of the stuff you see out there has all the THC removed from it. So I've been using like CBD body cream. Again, yeah. my theme is stretch for it. Okay. So I feel like CBD might be a fundamental part of really getting everything stretched out. That's all. I'm for it. Okay. Leanne, are you going with the pot in the, in the pot? Yeah. You know, I feel like I don't need it, but my gosh, my dog enjoys it. So she, <laughs> okay. she's a, she's a different animal with her little I, CBD gummies. She, okay. I mean, she, yesterday we had some thunder started to freak her out. I have some CBD chewies, Steffi, <laughs> and she's happy as a clam with that thunder. So I, you know, 
Okay. Shocking answers from the West Coast sisters. I'm moving on to the number four trend. And this is non-alcoholic beverages. Okay. Mm, okay. This is all about move over Shirley Temples, get out of the way, Arnold Palmer's. Okay. Now we're talking about mocktails that have a lot of, you know, unusual and unique ingredients. And I think this is right up Collins Alley, Leon, you know, your son, who was our mixologist for our wrap party in December, He's all over this, right? I mean, yeah, we, well, we actually make- gave us quite a few uh, non-alcoholic like mixers and bitters for Christmas. So we're fully stocked now and using them. It is a nice, I think okay. this is a good trend. A lot of people are doing it for dry January uh, where they they don't drink. So, but you have a good bitter. You have and more you add, mocktails. Yes, yes, more mocktails. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Less, yeah. I mean, okay. most people could use less alcohol. Okay. <laughs> so, very few people could use more alcohol. Is this <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. And the final one that I think we all should be looking for in our grocery stores is more jackfruit. Are you into jackfruit? Because apparently this is a big go-to vegan meat replacer. People oh. are enjoying jackfruit, enjoying all exotic fruits. And so you might want to include that in some of your upcoming meals. Okay. So just okay. review, we got pulp, pop, kelp, jackfruit, <laughs> and mocktails in 2023. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you, Julie. Yes. That's super helpful. But I just got to say, there's one trend that I am personally starting that, that I have already declared did it in the Facebook group and in the Satellite Sisters YouTube channel last week when the bomb cyclone began. And I turned to this Mr. Hood for suggestions of like I was trapped alone at home, you know, like I needed to cook some food. We got a lot of good suggestions. And I would especially like to thank Anne Southcom, who uh, posted a bunch of vegetable recipes from uh, Adelangi, uh, including an, an eggplant and lentil stew that I decided mm. to make. But even more than that, it wasn't about one dish. I've decided that for me personally, Liz Dolan, this is going to be hashtag year of the legume. Hashtag <laughs> sisters. I just I love you. I love you, Liz, because you can't just like eat some eggplant. You have to like <laughs> brand it, create a legume channel, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good for you, Liz. Well, yeah. I realized I enjoy legumes. I, I just don't really know how to cook them very well. But like, yeah, who doesn't, who doesn't love? I love lentils. I love chickpeas. I like I like the entire legume family. I don't even know the, all the members of the family. So <laughs> that's a good little stretch for me this year. Hashtag year of the legume. I invite people to to join me. That is all. That is all. I think it's a good idea. And you know what? When you cook it yourself, it's so much cheaper than all the canned stuff. I mean, oh, when yeah. You, yeah, I mean, I prep garbanzo beans and lentils almost every Sunday to use throughout the week, just wow. you know, but from dry. And so you know, and then and then you have them and you can toss them in everything. And it sounds complicated, but it's like boiling. So that's it's not you just can't. Oh, and just we don't know. No, you're both tossed in CBD into everything <laughs> over there too. So who knows what they actually taste like? Just dismiss. <laughs> Oh, well, you can bet Martha Stewart is too, Julie. So, yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Stay with us more after the break. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. 
You're grilling and chilling sure. there yes. with your with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what, uh, what, what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you know, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Liz, you know, we love talking about FrameBridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting FrameBridge experience. Would I, I you like did. to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame-bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the frame-bridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and FrameBridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but FrameBridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds like- you are like... going to be happy, okay? Yeah. That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's FrameBridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge.
And we're back. Okay. We got a great question in the Facebook group. Um, and it's the perfect one to address for our first show of 2023. All right. Jane wrote to us. She said, any tips for saving information heard while listening to a podcast? The Satellite Sisters podcast often has resources, books, TV shows, movies, and tips I want to remember or check out later. Well, thanks, Jane. We appreciate that. We work hard. That's our job here. I mainly listen to podcasts while out walking, driving, cooking, so it's not too convenient to stop and write it down or type something in my iPhone. Any suggestions would be appreciated since I can't depend on my memory. (laughs) Oh, Jane, you're not alone. You got a lot of good suggestions in the Facebook group. The easiest, most direct one Joyce recommended, she said, just use Siri. Hey, Siri, create a new note, and then you can say what you want to remember. Siri can also take screenshots of the of the page that you're on, of the podcast page, which is great. Hey, Siri, take a screenshot. Joyce, this is great. But most people had more basic information. We do show notes, don't we, Liz? You work we hard every week on those show notes. They are... No. On our website, they are in multiple places. I do a blog post every week with all the full show notes. Liz does all the show notes under the podcast page. You're on your phone. All the notes are there that you need, Jane. Now you might you might need help remembering which show you're listening to. So yeah, yeah Siri, take trip. a screenshot yeah. is a good one. But mm-hmm. for most, of, we really do a lot of show notes, don't we, Liz? Yeah, so you can find them any podcast app. Normally, they have a you know uh, a button you can push to like show all the information about the episode. And so in there, you'll find all those links. We also take all of that information and put it on the YouTube channel now. So if you go to where a specific episode is posted, you can just click that open, and it's all there on the YouTube channel. As Leon posted on the blog at SatelliteSisters.com. So we have it in a lot of places. We can't tell you exactly how to open the notes for every app because every app is a little bit different. And I think Jane did know that some of the show notes, some apps kind of scramble the notes, which we yeah. understand. So, and some shows don't do complete notes, but not the Satellite Sisters. Not the Satellite Sisters. So probably the easiest way is now that everything is on the blog to either go there or go to YouTube. But I or subscribe to Pep Talk. We put all the links to the notes. That's right, Pep Talk. Pep as well. Talk. We yep. mail them out every week, Jane. Every Friday, <laughs> and then you can save them, and then they're then it's totally searchable in your mail. I think sometimes people have trouble with the searchability, so get Pep Talk. Totally searchable. But the best, most hilarious and semi-functional tip we got (laughs) is from Liz, Liz Gardner. And I just want to say, Liz, this is the best thing I've read all year. I mean, I know know it's only the second week of the year. This was so LOLOLOL that I wanted to make sure we read it a lot on the show, show because I would like to drive by you someday, Liz. This is my hope for myself. So Liz writes, this is stupid, but I, <laughs> I like the self-awareness. Yes. <laughs> this is stupid, but I write on my driver's side window with a dry erase marker. I write without looking, but no matter how messy it is, I know what it was when I parked my car. When I arrive at my destination, I rewrite it neatly <laughs> in the corner. Then I can add it to my to-do list or whatever. <laughs> Dry erase markers in the car to write on your car window. It's so genius. I don't even know what to say. She's using her car as a giant post-it note. It's so perfect. <laughs> I, I, I just think 
this is, you know, it's it's not the easiest way to click through to something, but if it's just, <laughs> if it's just a reminder to yourself, Liz has it totally figured out. So, so hats off. You might want, you might want to try that, Jane. Um, or Leanne, when you just talk to the voice that is the S word, of yes. course, it all, it all fired up here at my home. So my, did, did you hear it on the mic? Mine too. Yeah. Siri respond. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah she responded it's to all, me like, here's your note. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all it worked work. up over here in Dallas too. Okay. Yeah. So we're never going to say that again, but that is always <laughs> an alternative. If you want to leave yourself, a, I just text myself. That's normally what I do, but I'm yeah. going to get, but my- not while you're driving. No, not while you're driving. No, so I, I think a dry marker and yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. All right. Now it's time for entertaining sisters. And, uh, I had two tips I wanted to start with. Um, the first one is a television series that was suggested to us by two members of the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. Both Mimi and Tammy suggested that we watch Limitless, uh, which is by Nat Geo, and it's on Disney+. And this is a show that stars Chris Hemsworth, and it's all about how to live a better, healthier, longer life. And I had seen all the promos for it, but I did not... I did not rush to go watch it until Mimi said, she said the final episode on aging is the most profound episode of television I have ever watched. There have been few programs that equally affected both my husband and I, and also my 32 year old son. So that got my attention, Mimi. So I watched the whole series over the weekend and it is really good. I think some episodes, as she notes later on, are better than others. So basically what it is, it's Chris Hemsworth doing the, all these various things. One is like swimming in really cold water and fasting. And some of them struck me as like the slightly trendy things that tech bros are doing, like mm-hmm. <laughs> sitting yeah, in the cold, the cold bath thing. I don't yes. really understand. Yeah. Yeah. Fasting, I know, is out there as a thing people do and whatever. But the final two episodes are about memory and also about aging and most of all, accepting aging. So, I mean, they talk about love and loss and um, just accepting the change that comes later in your life. Mm-hmm. And it's done in this really unusual way. And I, you know, Mimi, I also found it very emotional. It was very... Huh. Okay. Like I would say, I would say the last two episodes are the good episodes, but you kind of have to watch the others. So you get a feel for who Chris Hemsworth is as a person, personality. So why he would would react the way he does to the final two, because they're, they're goofy challenges. One is like walking the plank and from a 90 foot building in downtown Sydney, right? So Leah, not recommended for you. For you. Okay. Leah's out. We're, pre- we're all pretty much out. Of Come that. on. None of uh, you could do that. No, no, no I just no, said no, that, totally. Leah. I, just, okay. I agree. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I agree. But no. that's good to know because I was thinking I would just watch the last two episodes, but you really do need to watch. I think if you ones. get a okay. little bit more of a feel for who he is, especially for the last episode, which is about accepting your own death and accepting the death of people in your life, you might mm. need a little bit of that. Anyway, thank you so much for the recommendation. I would I would pass that on. It's just really kind of a very interesting piece of television too, the way they do it. So what's um, the name of the show again, Liz? And where is it? It's called Limitless. It's by Nat Geo. So you can find it on Disney Plus. 
So okay, so I'm I'm thinking of Liz Gardner who's driving around. Uh, Liz, you can write that down, okay, yes. with your dry dry erase marker. <laughs> Limitless Disney Plus at, at the stop at the stoplight. Stop like Liz. Please. We should do at the end of every segment now. Have like Liz's notes. Just the what are the prompts for Liz? Limitless, not Geo, Disney Plus. Uh okay. And then the other thing, I I got another recommendation from someone I know, Leanne. Um, you had a recommendation over the holidays of a bunch of books that you had just read, audiobooks that you had yes. just, right. And yeah. you would you suggested the widow. Um, so, and so say last week you didn't get enough drama about the treacheries and the lies and the jealousy in the house of representatives, right? If you, yeah. Oh, we need more of that. Oh dear. If that, if that whet your appetite for, we need more of that. This book, The Widow is really, really fun. Cause you're trying to figure out like, who are the baddies? Well, they all are. We know that from last week. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, you know what's what's fun about it. Well, go ahead, Liz. Why, why did you like? I was going to say. So you, this is a story about a spouse, a congressional spouse, and then other things she gets into. But it has a really interesting backstory, right, Leanne? Yeah, my friend Kara Rauda is a. She writes domestic thrillers, and we have gotten to know each other at various um, writing writing things here in Southern California. She lives in Orange County in Laguna Beach, and like six years ago, her husband, who was a business person, was elected to Congress. Uh, he won his seat literally by like forty seven votes, mm-hmm. and he went to Congress. So she was a congressional wife for a couple of years, and I mean a couple because the very next election cycle, he lost his seat by like forty seven votes. So it's a tightly contested seat there in Orange County. But she used all the inside information on being a spouse of a of a congressperson to write the book. So there's a lot of fun details. Didn't you think about like orientation and special committees to get on and the hierarchy of the spouses in the background? So I I enjoyed the book. Social climbing in addition to the just flat out treachery. Right. uh, (laughs) Yeah. So it's not super political. Uh, it's just, it's fun. A real inside source. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. I thought the audio version was good. Um, so it's called yeah, I, The Widow. And the author's last name is Rauda, right? R-O-U-D-A. Yes, I put together a special book list, Liz. Uh, so all the book recommendations we have today will be on that list. But yes, The Widow by Kyra Rauda. Um, I list, I'm going to recommend three books. They're all very different. Um, but I did a lot of listening to audiobooks over the break because I was doing so much cooking and cleaning and decorating and walking the dog and cleaning up in the yard. And audiobooks are great for that. So uh, the first one is a book, Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. Now, it's it's been on a lot of top 10 lists. It came out last summer. Um, I just loved it. I, I was very moved by it. I was surprised how much I just fell into the world uh, that the writer created. I thought it was great. Um, but this book is set in the world of gaming. And it's about it's about a lifelong friendship between Sam and Sadie, you know, two kids that meet when they're 12 and they in Los Angeles and they just love video games. And they have a decades long friendship, which eventually becomes a creative partnership designing video games. And I know if you're thinking, oh, I'm not into video games, I, I won't enjoy this. The video game piece is more like, it's just a, 
it's a world that they're set in. It's almost a metaphor. You know, it's a it's a way to describe what it's like to build other worlds or be in a narrative. You know, these people could have easily been writing partners or screenwriters or a theater director and a and a playwright. It's that kind of thing. It's just it immerses you in their creative world and it allows them to talk about what it's like to create worlds. So I hope I'm it's don't let the video game piece stop you. It's really okay. about relationships and friendships. These are deep characters. Uh, it's set in Los Angeles and Cambridge. They come from very different backgrounds. One's dealing with a disability. It's just, I just found it to be a very moving, wonderful book. That's called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, which there's a lot of Shakespeare in the book, even though it's video games and Homer. You got a lot of literary references, even though it's video games. And if you have a gamer like I do, uh, or a grandson or a son or a granddaughter, uh, it may help you to understand the appeal because I'm not a gamer myself. So I found it illuminating too. That's uh, the next one is a book, a book I feel like the author said, I'd like to write a book for Leon Dolan. What should I put in it? And <laughs> it's called Pandora by Susan Stokes Chapman. Uh, it's just out today in the US. It's been a bestseller in Britain. Um, but it's a book, it involves uh it involves ancient Greek history, it involves archaeology, there's a romance, it's set in London in 1799. So there's fussy British people and all kinds of intrigue. And then there's Greek mythology because the main character's name is Pandora. They call her Dora. And uh, it's just sort of a wonderful, evocative mystery story. Her her wonderful parents have died. Now she's in, her nefarious uncle is now running their antiquity store. And, you know, a big giant mystery crate arrives. And guess what? Pandora opens that crate. She wants to know uh, what's in it and, uh, uh, and, uh, and uh, intrigue unravels. So I just really, really enjoyed this one, Pandora by Susan Stokes Chapman. Again, I listened to the audiobook, wonderful reading. And the last one is The Villa by Rachel Hawkins. And this is totally different. Rachel Hawkins is an American writer. She writes a lot of fun mysteries. And then she writes a whole series of romance books under another name. Um, but the villa has, uh, it's got two female main characters, their friends and frenemies, another longtime friendship. One's now very successful, the other less so. They go to an Italian villa for the summer to reconnect and rekindle their friendship and work on their creative projects. And a mystery unfolds. Uh, and so it has kind of a goth, a gothic feel to it, like they're trapped in this villa in Italy and things start to happen that spin out of their control. But I loved it. I thought it was a ton of fun is what I would say about that one. That's just like okay. a fun thriller, a great listen. So tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, Pandora and the villa. And again, they'll all be on a single book list in the show notes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, can I add one more book to our recommendation yeah, for this please. week? This uh, over the holidays, I read The Art Forger by B. Hero. And this is, I mean, it's out in paperback. It's been out for a while. So it was new to me. I love this book. I thought it was th- a thriller. It's entertaining. It's a very fast read. But here's the story it's fiction. But 25 years ago, uh, or 25 years after the infamous art heist at the Isabel Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston. Okay. You know, Liz. That is still an unsolved mystery, right? That's a good heist story. Okay, so that's the setting. So one of the Degas paintings from that heist is delivered to a young artist, Claire Roth. 
And the artist enters into this bargain with a powerful art dealer to make a copy of the Degas painting in exchange for a one-woman art show at her the art dealer's very famous art gallery. So it's a thriller. It's um, There are lots of different clues, lots of different turns in it. Liz Whitey Bulger is also mentioned in this book. So I think it's good that you would like... But it's a really fun, fast read. I thought it was very clever how she set this in the context of the of the art heist. Um, I would recommend it, The Art Forger by B.A. Shapiro. Yeah, that's another one of those books that I felt like she wrote that for me. I enjoyed that book a lot. Yeah, that's a great one. That is so, um, so I would recommend that. And now I have an Instagram recommendation for you. Mm. I think we have to we have to support it it's at sisters snacking and that's s-i-s-t-e-r-s-n-a-c-k-i-n-g and this is an instagram account that was started in 2015 and wait for it they're four sisters okay that do the instagram account and they're four sisters that love to eat and they put beautiful pictures up and they provide guidance and review about the new york dining scene new england dining scene and now they're branching out and they're doing a lot of other cities uh, a friend of mine told me about this instagram account she actually used some of the recommendations that the sister snacking uh recommended and she loved it and they're four cute sisters so we got to support them. So at Sister Snacking, check it out. Hey, that sounds fun. All right, I'm I'm on our Satellite Sisters account. I'm going to follow it right now, Julie. So okay, okay. So we're sisters supporting sisters. Yes, Sister Snacking. Is it two S's? Sister no, one Snacking. One S. One S. Yeah. One S in the middle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great. Looks great. All right. Excellent. Okay, that's it for this week. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? Sorry, I was following. Oh, here we go. I got it. Sister snacking. All right, well done. We're followed. We're all we're all up to date there on Instagram. Um, we have an Instagram account at Sat Sisters. Please join us over there. We'd love to have you too. Um, we we we're going to do more Instagram in 2023. <laughs> right, Liz? We are. We are. We're going to do it. True. Um, yep. And by the way, if you want to follow us individually on Instagram. Oh, that's, yeah. in the, that's in the show notes every week. We yeah. have all, all of our Instagram <laughs> handles in the show notes every week. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, also, we'd like to thank Sergio Enriquez, our engineer. Thank you, Sergio. Welcome back. Great to have you again this year. Emily Loudermilk does our graphic design. You can see Emily's work over at Instagram. She listens to the show and then pulls out the things uh, that she loves about the show and puts them in a great graphic. And we always love Emily's work. It's fantastic. Um, let's see. What else? That's it. That's all we have to thank That's today. It. Our to-do list, <laughs> to-do list for the week. Um, you know what, you guys? I was invited to go on a tour of a big princess ship, a big cruise ship, the Princess oh. Discovery. I know this sounds out of the blue, but I thought this would be really fun. It's it's doing tours of the West Coast. I'm on a couple of travel press lists, so I got an invite. I thought 
I would like to see the Princess Discovery. I've never been on one of those big cruise ships before. They're putting in a new menu and new entertainment, and I'm going to get a tour of the ship. So that's what I'm doing this weekend. I'm not, we're not leaving the dock. I'm just <laughs> at the dock. I'm at the okay, dock. At the dock. Okay. So but this is where does it dock? Long Beach or Long somewhere? Beach? Yeah. Long Beach. Okay. Long Beach. Good. So yeah. So I'll do that next week on the show. You're going to hear all about what I discovered on the Princess Discovery. All right. Well, believe it or not, on further travel note, I'm spending this week in Vegas, baby. <laughs> you are. I am. Okay, here, here it's it's a work thing. I am speaking to a bunch of professional track and field athletes about managing their their media, their media images, their social media, how to do that. It's another big year in track and field. Because of the COVID, we have another world championships this year, and then they have an Olympics next year. So just get everyone geared up to tell their own story. So I'm presenting to a whole bunch of them on Saturday. So I thought, okay, well, it's in Vegas. I'm going to Vegas. I'll I'll go see Adele. Well, no, no, because I know she's not actually performing. And even if she was it's like a zillion dollars. So then New Year's Eve, I was in Hawaii, but watching the ball drop in New York and they were live with Usher in Vegas. I thought, I'll go see Usher. That would be great. I'd love Usher. Now also not available. So oh, I, shoot. I don't know what I'm going to do. If anyone has anything. Yeah, there must be a good show. Liz, Liz, you have to go to the new Martha Stewart restaurant there. Oh my God, of course I do. Yes. Oh God. Liz, full please report do. on please, what's it called? Like ba- 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 Bedlam or what's that? <laughs> Bedford Hills? <laughs> Bedlam. <laughs> okay. That's a good tip. I don't think I'm going to be able to convince anyone I'm working no. with to go do no. that. <laughs> okay. Just get Just in swing that restaurant. By, yeah. Sweet for a happy hour. Yeah. You don't have to have a whole meal there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's <laughs> next week. Martha Stewart restaurant report. My God. Oh, if, Liam, gonna... if Liam can do a cruise ship, I can do the Martha Stewart restaurant. Okay. All, All right. right. All right. Well, my to-do sisters is to come up with um, a lunch policy. You see, uh, starting in 2023, my husband, uh, an international businessman, has now moved into semi-retirement. He's still involved Mm -hmm. in some professional activities, but he's home lunch now okay oh, wow so i just realized this now he obviously was home for lunch a lot during the pandemic mm-hmm. but this is like that was different this is like lunch for eternity right isn't it <laughs> i mean i mean did i did i promise that when i got married you were my bridesmaids did i promise lunch not, for eternity do not recall any that no no that no was, and that was meal related I, at all and, you know, and people say, well, just have him make his own lunch. But like, if he goes to the refrigerator and says, where's the mustard, then that's not going to work. You see, right. you know, because then I'm going to have to find the mustard or he's going to have questions and it would just be easier for me to make it. So I'm appealing to the satellite sisterhood. Like, what? tell me about lunch. What, what, what do people do? Okay. Because we need a policy. Because, you know, I'm busy during the day. I'm on the go. So, okay, that's uh, that's my to do for the week. And I I just have a follow up question. I know we don't usually do that on to do's, but I don't. Does Trem ever cook? Like, I'm I'm only saying that because I'm wondering, like, will you be in a a situation? 
he's yeah, but he's grilling. not. He doesn't grill at lunch, right? So, well, I don't know, Lee. And maybe, <laughs> maybe this, I, I'm thinking maybe that I could just say whatever you do on the grill, you can do. You know how to grill. I'll just have some raw stuff in the fridge. Just grill it up. He can have. Oh, just, he'll probably need a hobby. Maybe lunch it should be his new hobby. I. I I, you're I, good at lunch. You're I such a good lunch maker. Yeah. yeah, well, I don't want him messing up my house at lunch. No, I know. Okay. I know. I mean, you see, it's <laughs> and it's for eternity. Okay, it's not just for like a couple of weeks, right? Oh, I just I don't want you to be involved in a situation where the next thing you know you're making like three meals a day. That you got you got to set the policy. See, I see, agree, Leon? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. you got to set I, the policy. So the satellite sisterhood knows. Just help me. Help me. <laughs> okay. All right. Our email address is hello at Satellite Sisters. You can always send us an email or join our Facebook group. Yeah. All right, you guys, we got to go. Uh, it's time to go. Um, all right, sisters, have a great week. You too, Leanne. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. Eight minutes. That's all it takes. <laughs>